Welcome to worship at Providence Presbyterian Church on this Sunday, May 30th, 2021. We are located at 2401 Broad Avenue. Our summer worship schedule will begin this year on Sunday, June 6th, and will end on September 5th. There will only be one Sunday morning service at 9.30 a.m. and no Sunday school classes throughout the summer. We thank those of you who are currently able to support the church with your offerings. It truly is a blessing in enabling us to keep current in paying church expenses. Now, let us prepare our hearts for worship as we listen to the prelude. to worship this 
Trinity Sunday comes from the Psalms. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the heights of the mountains. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. O oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Let's pray. Holy God, source of all goodness, you gave your Son for the life of the world and sent us your Spirit that your love might live and abide within us. Lord, teach us how to love each other this day that we may have life and have it so abundantly with you in Christ and through the Holy Spirit. Fill us as we worship and glorify you this Lord's Day. Amen.
Our prayer of confession releases us from the tremendous burden of self-importance. In emptying ourselves, we make room for God's presence to fill us. Let us join now in the prayer of confession. Almighty and merciful God, the fountain of all goodness, who knows the thoughts of our hearts, we confess that we have sinned against you, often by seeking our satisfaction in springs that cannot quench our soul's thirst. But our Lord Jesus Christ was pleased to thirst for our souls on the cross. Forgive us for returning to our own broken cisterns that can never satisfy, but only make us sin sick. By your grace, may we thirst for the souls you died to save, and above all, thirst for you, the living water, who becomes within us a spring welling up to eternal life. For your name's sake, amen. In Christ, your sins are forgiven. Thanks be to God. pray. Come, Holy Spirit, giver of life, breathe into us that we may hear a word of truth today from your word. Amen. The Old Testament reading is from Isaiah chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying, and they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. And with it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. Our New Testament reading comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 3. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. 
he came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old, Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, You must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and do you not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. This is the word of the Lord. Today is Trinity Sunday, the first Sunday after Pentecost. The word Trinity is not in the Bible. Holy Trinity is the name that we've given to the three-in-one God we worship, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Even theologians have a hard time, an impossible time, explaining this mystery of the Trinity, so I wouldn't even try. The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, will be our focus today, expanding on last week's sermon on Pentecost. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines the wind as a natural movement of air of any velocity, especially the Earth's air or the gas surrounding a planet in natural motion horizontally. We cannot see the wind, but we see the evidence of it. An example to be your hair blowing in the wind or a tree bent over from the wind or leaves flying through the air because the wind is blowing them or a tree even uprooted by a hurricane. Homes and cars picked up by a tornado. Our 40-foot pine tree out on Oak Avenue was twisted and the top broken off like it was a toothpick, and only the wind could have done it. 
Airplanes are lifted off the ground and fly through the air by the force of the wind produced by the engine and propellers. And on and on. And so it is with the spirit. We can't see it. But evidence confirms that the Holy Spirit does exist. Billy Graham held one of his earliest crusades in Altoona back in the 19, late 1940s, right up the street here at the Jaffa Mosque. He wrote a book that was published in 1997 called Just As I Am. He said he almost gave up his ministry after that campaign because of the dissension. Local pastors were bickering with him and with each other. This is what he had to say about it. If I ever conducted a campaign that was a flop, humanly speaking, Altoona, Pennsylvania was it, he wrote. He left Altoona after a two-week crusade, discouraged and with painful cinders in his eyes. He said, I pondered whether God had called me to evangelism after all. Well, the thousands who attended those meetings knew nothing about the behind-the-scenes turmoil. Many were brought to salvation in Christ, and one of them was my friend, DJ, who came into my life at just the right time. Let me share a few conversion stories I've heard through the years. It is always wonderful to hear the stories of conversions to Christ, to belief in him as Lord and Savior. DJ told me about Gert Bahana, a spoiled, rich woman who lived for her own pleasure all of her life. It was all she knew. An only child raised in the penthouse of the Waldorf Astoria in New York City. She seemed to have it all, but she couldn't wait to get out of that home so she married. She married young. And then she divorced, and then she married again. And then she divorced, and then she married again. And over this period of time, she drank a lot, too. After her third marriage dissolved in divorce, she attempted suicide. She was put in the hospital. They, uh, they uh, performed a lot of tests on her. But before she was released, the doctor came to her and said, you, we can't find a thing wrong with you, but I do believe you need a psychiatrist. And she said, no, I don't. I need God. Never had she thought of God in her life or heard of God, except as a swear word. She was amazed that she even said that. But shortly after she returned to her home, she received a note and a small religious tract from a couple she had met at a luncheon a month ago. She read that little tract, All have sinned and all are guilty. And she got on her knees. And this is what she had to say about that experience. After 20 minutes on my knees, it was all over. 
I had had a spiritual shower bath. It was as though I were Siamese twins, and one must die that the other could live. Chris Christofferson, I'm sure you've heard of him. Well, I hope you've heard of him anyway. He has an interesting story, and I only happened upon it because I must have been going through the channels and came to PBS, and Ken Burns' series on country music was running, something I'd really never watched or been much interested in. But I happened upon the story of Chris Christofferson, and I was shocked. Chris Christofferson was born into a military family. He studied literature and got his Bachelor of Arts at Pomona College in California. He graduated summa cum laude, and he received a Rhodes Scholarship to Oxford. He attended Oxford, and he was on his way to a teaching position at West Point, and he had a two-week break, so he went to Nashville because he loved country music. He spent two weeks working as a janitor, playing music, writing, singing, and jamming for those two weeks with the people in Nashville. And he just couldn't go to West Point. So he stayed in Nashville and was disowned by his parents. He tells a story about a rather wild week on the road, and then he was staying at Connie Smith's home, and he went to church with her that Sunday morning. It was Jimmy Snow's church. I do not know these names, but people who love country western music probably do. And you can find this um, this little story about Chris Christopherson if you Google it. Uh, he tells this story. Towards the end of the service, everyone was kneeling. Is anybody lost? Please raise your hand. And Chris Christopherson thought, I can't imagine anybody's doing this. And then he felt his hand go up. Come to the front of the church, the pastor said. And he thought to himself, that'll never happen. And then he stood up, and he walked down front, thinking, I hope nobody sees me. The pastor asked him to kneel and put his hand on his shoulder and said, Are you ready to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? And Chris said, I don't know. But the pastor prayed over me, and I felt a release. I was weeping. I felt a forgiveness I didn't even know that I needed. The following week, he wrote his biggest hit, Why Me, Lord? Conversions are really a lot like pregnancies. To be born again, surely we must be pregnant. Some are easy, some are hard. Peter's and Paul's were maybe difficult, but they were really easy in a lot of ways because they had firsthand knowledge of Jesus. They saw him in the flesh. Peter's answer when Jesus asked, And you, Peter, who do you say I am? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus replied. Yet blessed are you, Peter, 
for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And Paul's conversion was quick and easy too. He saw the Lord on the road to Damascus, and his life was changed forever. One of the most difficult conversions we hear about, and it wasn't really a conversion so much as it was a situation where someone was in the church but unsure of their salvation. Martin Luther tortured himself about his salvation. He would lay flat on his face for hours on the cold stone in front of the cross in the chapel. He would beat and flail his back with a whip to cause himself pain. He loved God. He was a priest, but he was unsure of his salvation. One of the people who were his mentors came to him and asked him to teach college students, and that required a lot of delving into the scriptures. So that's what Martin Luther did for a period of time. And he came out of it with these words, We are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Those words changed the world and turned it upside down. One of the people that I love to read um, his quotes is Charles Spurgeon. He was a Baptist preacher of the 1800s. He had this to say. When we hear the words, just believe, and that is what we hear from Jesus over and over again, believe on me and you will be saved. Our first response is, well, that can't be true. To believe is too little. Surely I have to prove myself. Maybe do a little penance, penance, feel some bitterness, weep and wail, break my heart. And Jesus says, no, just believe. And when we finally get it, when we say, okay, I give up. We have arrived. It is all God's work through the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't boast. We can't take credit. God's Holy Spirit brought us to this place, and all we can do is accept God's glorious gift with pure joy and enter in. He has been pleased to open the door to the kingdom to us. He alone holds our ticket to heaven, to eternity, and he does not want it to go unused. My own conversion followed a diagnosis of cancer. Fear is a mighty motivator. Tomorrow is Memorial Day, and it is said that there are no atheists in foxholes. I pray that is true. In my case, fear got my attention. The Holy Spirit the spirit of truth said to me, Carol, you are going to die. And I knew I would, if not sooner, then later for sure. And that's when God moved DJ into my life. You see, DJ had attended those Billy Graham crusades back in the late 40s. 
She was saved that summer. Proof that the world's flops are used for God's eternal glory. When our life intersects with his, and it will, we are compelled to respond. Jesus abandoned himself to us on the cross, and to experience the fullness of Christ, we are called to abandon ourselves to him. It is real, it is supernatural, and it is otherworldly. It is almost unbelievable. But you better believe. This story we've heard all of our lives, the greatest story ever told, is more Star Wars than Little House on the Prairie. There is a cosmic battle waging in the heavenlies for human souls. Jesus did the hard part. He did all the work. It is finished, he said, from the cross. Our salvation comes by believing. The Spirit calls. Can you hear him? He is relentless, and he won't give up on you. Are you saved? Only you and God know the answer to that question, and nothing you confess to him could make him love you less. Amen. Let us confess the faith of our baptism. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Let us offer our prayers, crying, Abba, Father, knowing that it is God's Spirit bearing with our spirit that we are his children, heirs of God. Eternal God, we pray for the world that through the reconciling love of Christ, our destructive and violent ways may cease as you bless your human family with peace. We pray for the mission of your church that empowered by your spirit, we may proclaim the good news of the age in this world you so dearly love. We pray for all who suffer that together with Christ and his suffering, we may find healing as he did, as he was raised and exalted in you. We pray for our creation, that as it groans for its redemption, we may care for its well-being through the power of your life-giving spirit. We remember before you those who have died, and as Memorial Day arrives tomorrow, we give thanks for all those men and women who died in our country's service. Through your glorious redemption, may they rest with you eternally. Through Christ, with Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, we praise you, O God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
go and know that the Lord goes with you. Let him lead you into each day, into the quiet place of your heart where he will speak with you. Know that he loves you and watches over you and that he listens to you in gentle understanding, that he is with you always, wherever you are and however you may feel. And the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be yours now and forever. Go in peace and serve the Lord. We thank you for worshiping with us today. We hope you have been blessed and God has been glorified. May you have a God-blessed week. We look forward to you joining us again next Sunday and invite your friends to listen.